Well, as we've been mentioning, President Biden says he has decided how the U.S. will respond to that drone strike that killed three Army sergeants. Two were specialists who have been posthumously promoted. We're joined now on the KRD Newsline by military analyst Jeff McCausland. And uh, Jeff, as far as any retaliation, we know that it would be very unlikely targeted directly at Iran, even though Iran seems to be behind some of these rebel attacks, not only the one we saw in Jordan, but as well as in Yemen, things like that. So what would be more of the strategic benefit of going after some of these kind of rebel groups trying to go after some of these uh, smaller networks, not uh, kind of the source and funding mechanism? Well, the needle that the Biden administration is trying to thread here is sending a very strong response to Iran and directly to these particular groups to halt these attacks and reduce their capabilities, while at the same time not pushing this over and creating conditions that might lead to a, a regional conflict that could stretch from the Mediterranean all the way to Iran, as we see, of course, not only fighting in Gaza, but uh, the Houthis down in Yemen firing missiles at ships. They've done that several times in the last couple of days. Uh, as well as Hezbollah and southern Lebanon continuing to fire artillery and missiles into northern Israel and, of course, the ongoing fighting in Gaza. So that's sort of the balance point. The United States can certainly strike at Iranian assets, and these Shiite militia groups they support in the region are, are one of those assets. I think it's important to stress that these groups are supported or backed by Iran. does not necessarily mean they're directed by Iran. I don't think necessarily that Iran ordered them to hit this particular base and kill these particular Americans uh, when they uh, conducted this particular attack. So the United States can also strike at other assets Iran has in the region. We know that Iranian Revolutionary Guard groups operate in support of these groups throughout the region, Syria, Iraq, and elsewhere. You can strike against those. You can certainly uh, strike against uh, other assets Iran has. For example, we believe Iran is operating a ship in the Red Sea that may well be providing intelligence to the Houthis for their ongoing missile attacks uh, against uh, shipping and passing through the Red Sea. Or you could potentially interrupt the flow of oil by Iran coming out of the Straits of Hormuz. And that would be escalatory because the Iranians would probably respond and try to shut down all of the oil flowing out of the region, which could cause enormous economic dislocation around the world. So it, this all stems from, uh, it, well, you might say from October 7th, or do you say it stretches back even farther? A bit of both. Uh, clearly, the justification they publicly proclaim for this is support of the Palestinian people and the uh, ongoing conflict in the Gaza Strip. But all these groups, again, have their own agendas beyond Iran. They want to if you will, enhance their brand by saying we're the ones who are sticking up for the Palestinian people, which strikes a chord in the so-called Arab street all across the region. And that translates into money, resources, volunteers, notoriety, etc. So they have an agenda. Secondly, they, as well as Iran, have had a long-standing agenda to get the United States military forces out of Iraq and out of the region. And this is certainly part and parcel of that. And it's sort of ironic as these attacks have continued, the United States has responded against airstrikes uh, into Iraq that has strained our relations with Baghdad. And even prior to the attack that killed these Americans on Sunday, uh, negotiations had begun between the United States and Iraq to create a timeline that will likely lead to the U.S. forces leaving the region, I think, in the near future. Again, something these groups, as well as Iran, have long sought. 
And is there any, you know, maybe concerns? I know uh, President Biden, Secretary Austin have said that there will be retaliation for the uh, three American soldiers that lost their lives. But is there any fear that any kind of retaliation, noting the high tension that uh, we've been covering that you'd mentioned, you know, especially post October 7th, but even before that for decades that any additional retaliation formally on uh, behalf of the U.S. could really just ignite the region even further and maybe get us into something we weren't intending? Well, that's exactly right. That's, that, that is the concern. You know, it comes at the same time that the United States has expanded the airstrikes against the Houthis, trying to get them to stop launching missiles against commercial shipping. And, we, and the commercial shipping in the Red Sea, for example, has been cut in half, and this is going to have an effect on the global economy. So all those steps, whether it's striking these groups that have killed Americans or striking the Houthis, are all sort of preliminary steps towards uh, escalation in the region and the possibility of a wider conflict. Furthermore, this is sort of like three-dimensional chess. Parallel to all this, of course, there are negotiations we know ongoing between the United States, Egypt, uh, the Israelis, as well as Qatar, about a possible proposal for an extended ceasefire in the Gaza Strip that could result in the release of more of the hostages still being held by Hamas. And obviously, you don't want to do something precipitous right now that might compromise those negotiations and the possibility of gaining the release of more hostages. Well, Jeff McCausland, uh, we'll certainly be watching this very closely, of course, with Southern Colorado having such a heavy military presence here. I think uh, this really hits home for a lot of the folks in our community. Uh, We thank you for your analysis. Thank you.